everyone. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jackie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Everyday, Everyday Anxiety. Anxiety, where we talk about our everyday lives facing anxiety. Before we start, we just want to say that we are not licensed therapists. And the content we are talking about may be triggering for some. If you find yourself in a tough place where you feel as though you can't go on, please contact the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-8255. Hey, Jackie. What's up, Amanda? <laughs> Guess what we're doing today? Chatting. Chatting about OCD. <laughs> so Amanda told me that I could pick the topic this week. <laughs> and I picked OCD for a couple of reasons. One, because Amanda's talked about OCD with me before. Yes, I have. Which we will dive into hopefully here soon. And then two, because my therapist diagnosed me with OCD this week. Woo! So just learning <laughs> all about myself, yes. the human body, everyone um. in the world. So <laughs> excited about this topic. Yes. So let's, uh, let's hear your story, Amanda. My OCD story. I would say that... It was only in the last couple years, so I started, all when I started therapy, it taught me everything. Mm. Probably about a year and a half ago now. So I am a germaphobe, and I'll do things like pick at my nails or do everything in sequence, and just kind of everything has to have an order, and anything that I can control has an order. And so I learned that that was OCD because it's obsessive compulsive disorder, which I believe, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, we need to probably say yes. what the acronym OCD is for. OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. Definition of it is a personality disorder characterized by excessive orderliness, perfectionism, attention to details, and a need for control in relating to others. So <laughs> that can mean a whole bunch of things. OCD actually is, from what I have been told, might need to do a little bit more research, but it's basically an umbrella for a lot of different types of issues. Mine falls, so I have OCD, right? And that's my big umbrella. And then underneath that falls my eating disorder. It falls my germophobia. What's the other things? I have, I'm sure I have other things, but, <laughs> but basically it just kind of, you know, outlines all my need for control. Um, typically it comes from, in my case, it comes from my previous trauma and or just anxiety of life. And so with all of that, I found out probably about a year and a half ago that all the things that I had been experiencing, aka washing my hands a lot. So for example, when I wash my hands, I have a special routine going into my washing my hands. So I'll turn the faucet on with the end of the faucet. So I have like one of those long handle faucets. Mm. <laughs> this, this is going into real depth here. But um, no, this I'll, is good. I wanted this detail. <laughs> okay. So I like I turn it on with the end of it and then I'll wash my hands for right now we're in COVID moment. So previous to this, I didn't have as big of a um, time mm. set on it, but now it has to be 20 seconds. So I counted. 20 Mississippis and and then I will turn it off with the inside part of the handle and then I'll dry my hands if at any point um during my hand washing if I have to use the soap handle again I have to start over with my counting 
Oh, wow. If I... You do a whole other 20 seconds. A whole other 20 seconds. If I um, end up accidentally going to turn off the faucet and end up using the outside instead of the inside, I will have to wash my hands again. If I... Um, if I go to dry my hands and I have like a separate hand washer and like I accidentally use, I, I try to keep my accidents to a minimum because you see how it can cause a lot of issues. But, um, if I don't have really any towels or anything and I go to use a towel sometimes if I'm not like all in my OCD, which is good. But if I notice that I take something that's not quote unquote clean or in my mind clean. And the reason I say quote unquote is because it could be perfectly clean. But if in my mind, I did something with that towel, like if I, you know, used it to wipe something up, some water spilt or whatever, then it it takes away the cleanliness and then it's dirty again, quote unquote. <laughs> so at that point, I will um, have to wash my hands again and use a different towel. So that's just an example, one of the many that I have, which is sometimes why I have issues with food, which we talked about last time. Reasons I have issues with food is because it's ta- it's about cleanliness So taking that into account, trying to make food or cook food. So, for example, when you're dealing with food, if you do eat meat, it starts raw and then you have to cook it. I have a lot of issues recently with cooking the raw meat and handling the raw meat. I do a lot of hand washing in between, I mean, each section that I do. So if I take it out and put it in there, um, I don't do anything like baggy wise if I have to handle baggies of it. When I get my groceries from the grocery store, that's more COVID specific, but I have a very hard time with touching things that are from the outer environment or if it's quote unquote, like dirty. Mm -hmm. So a lot of mine stems around germs and things like that. It's something that I can control, which is OCD. You need something control to control in your life. And so whenever my anxiety amps up, my desire to clean or my desire to be myself clean increases tenfold. On the way here, (laughs) I was stopping for gas and I don't have to get gas very often because I don't travel anywhere, (laughs) sadly, Um, but I don't ever have to really get gas. So I have to do it like once a month. And normally I wear gloves just so that I can kind of peace of mind kind of thing. I do a lot of a lot of things. Yeah. I forgot gloves this time. And immediately in the car, kind of had to freak out. And it was just like, oh, no, I didn't bring gloves. I have hand sanitizer, but is that enough? Is it okay? Mm-hmm. And so my mind kind of went into, like, over mode of all the things I need to, need to do to be clean, um, quote, unquote. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just things like that that are a little bit tougher to kind of work my brain around. If it If I do something that's out of what my obsessive compulsive disorder desires it's harder to kind of get that back under control and i have noticed that it's not really logical that's exactly what my therapist said which i know you told me as well because i was like it doesn't make sense you're like it's not supposed to it's not logical and you're gonna drive yourself crazy i'm speaking from just my personal experience uh trying to make it make sense yeah it's just it's just not logical like but if I if I wash my hands one time, I'll be okay. But in my mind, the illogical or irrational part is just like, no, you have to wash it 20 times for it to work, you know, 
if you don't do it 20 times, it's going to be bad. So then my mind is like, okay, well, then I have to do this thing. And if I don't, oh, no. And then it just kind of cycles into like a either a panic attack or but I will have super high anxiety. Yeah. So that's me and my anxiety and OCD. How about you, Jackie? <laughs> well, um, I had a couple questions for you yeah. because mine is still very fresh. I'm oh, still, of course. still working through a lot, um, fully understanding. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stumble my way through this. Perfect. Um, so I would love to have a follow-up here when I <laughs> figure this stuff out. Yeah, of course. Um, but I wanted to ask you, do you have, um, so obviously you have behaviors. Um, yes. That's a very common thing mm-hmm. with OCD. Um, I think like for me, I thought it had to have a behavior. Like, oh, okay. Um, so like, do you have just, do you ever have just like compulsive thoughts or does everything you have like pretty much have a behavior attached to it? Um, so I don't know about compulsive thoughts because I don't know really the definition of that. I do know intrusive thoughts. Yes, thank you. That's what I meant. Is that what it yeah. is? Okay. I have a lot of them. Okay. Constantly, daily. But sometimes you don't really know that they're intrusive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're very blatantly intrusive. A lot of mine has to revolve around trauma. So anything that kind of triggers that trauma response in me is because of an intrusive thought most likely Mm -hmm. one of the things that i just learned was like not to fight them because they're not if if they're true or not true which most of the time intrusive thoughts are very false um Mm -hmm. if you go to fight it or combat with it or say oh my gosh that's not true then you run the risk of them beating yourself up in your head and It's very tiring. I have not mastered this yet. (laughs) It is very tiring, very annoying. Then you like kind of worry about what that says about you as a person, Mm -hmm. the fact that you even had this thought Mm -hmm. and how could you and all the things that come from intrusive thoughts that are not very nice. Yes. (laughs) They're pretty terrible thoughts. So, yes, I do have intrusive thoughts daily. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh, I feel you on that. Um. Yeah, it's something that I was like, one, sometimes I thought it was normal to have intrusive thoughts. Right. Like, but... Do you have them? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. Okay, intrusive thoughts are thoughts that seem to be stuck in your mind. They can cause distress since the nature of the thought might be upsetting. They may also reoccur frequently, which can make the concern worse. Intrusive thoughts may be violent or disturbing. So speaking on that, mine are typically disturbing and can sometimes be violent. (laughs) They are reoccurring Mm -hmm. and it is a constant. I mean, it can can cause so many issues if you don't handle them in the correct way. So you and your intrusive thoughts, you have them? (laughs) Yes. And so I'll actually like back up a little and start with how that even became a conversation with my therapist. Yes. So, yeah, today's Friday. On Tuesday, I had an appointment, and I feel like a lot of stuff came up. But we started off that morning. I think I texted you, and I was like, so I realized I have that disorder that's the skin-picking disorder. (laughs) Which, by the way, I know nothing about. (laughs) So her saying this, I was very confused as to what she was talking about. (laughs) So, yeah, I just kind of... Uh, my my husband's pointed it out a few times. Like I I pick at my arm sometimes, and he just points out that uh, you know, do you know you're doing this? Maybe you should stop doing that. Yeah. And I never like I was like, oh, people people pick scabs. Like that's a normal yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. But I've done it like my whole life, and 
my I think my skin generally doesn't scar too bad or scars like really quickly heal. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you look closely at my arms, they have a ton of little scars oh. from picking at my skin. Um, when do you think that started? You said for like your whole life. Oh, like, well, not my whole life, but like kid wise or like college wise or that's a really good question. Don't remember. And I really don't remember. I feel that's like it's okay. been it's for it was for sure in college because I remember feeling humiliated one day when um, my boss at a restaurant actually said, what's what's wrong with your arms? <gasps> Because I think they were like especially scabby or and maybe he didn't say what's wrong with your arms. That's kind of what I heard. But it was like, what is that on your arms? Yeah, that's still pointing it out. It's just never. Yeah. And I, I think I said something stupid like, oh, it, it's sunspots or something yeah. like something really <laughs> dumb in the moment because I didn't think that anybody would ever notice them. Yeah. And so I was really horrified by that fact. Yeah. And I think since since he pointed it out, I was a little bit more cautious about it mm-hmm. and to this day i'm still i still try not to when i'm around people but mm-hmm. i have the urge to pick at my skin interesting and i try really hard it's it takes a lot of effort not to and so i talked to my therapist is the first thing i brought up so mm-hmm. um and i was like i read that that's a form of ocd and mm-hmm. ocd comes from anxiety so she was like yep your research is right, uh, but let's dig into more of this OCD thing. Right. And so she told me, I was like, so how do I fix this? <laughs> right, <laughs> of all, course. It's all about the fix. Yes, yeah, how do I stop picking at my skin? And she was like, don't try to stop. Just be curious. It's like, oh, okay. Um, sure. Uh, so. <laughs> Always about the curiousness. Yes. <laughs> my therapist was just like, just ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? What is my um, current environment like? Just be curious about what's happening that maybe is bringing that thing on. Like while it's happening, like while you're while wanting to? Yes. Um, and I've tried that for the last two days, and it's like literally at every point. Really? Driving, working, sitting on the couch and watching TV. I'm like, okay, it's my life, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be hard to narrow this down. <laughs> it's just my life. It's fine. Yeah, it's just my life. So it's only been a couple days. I'm going to yeah. still continue being curious without judgment or right. at least acknowledging when I do get judgmental. Because, right. you know, yeah, because I have that internal battle. Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Why can't you stop? Like, get control of yourself. Come on. You're better than this. You know, this awful. All the fake pep talks yes. that you give yourself that are not really pep talks that are basically just tearing just, you down. <laughs> yes. They're just beating yourself up. Um, but that's like. It's just how I've been conditioned to think, and it's a very hard cycle to break. So I actually told her that I feel like things are aligning because, you know, she told me, be curious, not judgmental. Mm -hmm. And I just watched a TV show. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Ted Lasso? No, I haven't. Okay. It's on Apple TV. It's a super sweet show. It's about real football, soccer. Yeah. Um, And the main guy is, like, super sweet. But I was watching an episode, and... Something that really struck stuck out to me was a story he was telling about be curious, not judgmental. And then my therapist says it this week. I'm like, man, okay, 
Yeah. This is like the universe telling me, be curious, not judgmental. That's just such a hard thing to accomplish. Oh, it's so hard. Oh, for sure. And we're the biggest critics of ourselves. Yeah. So instead of being judgmental, that just natural cycle, mm-hmm. I have to like, okay, why am I doing this? Like, what's going on? And it really is such a fresh perspective. Like, okay, there's not, I'm not defective. Right. There's nothing wrong with me. Right. Let's just figure out, like, what's causing this. Mm-hmm. And she also, I, I really appreciate the fact that she pointed out it is not, like, self-harm. It's right. not self-destruction. It's actually self-soothing. Yeah. She's like, it's just you, your anxiety, trying to calm you down. That's such a great distinction. Yes. Because I didn't, I didn't know, be- because I don't know about the the is- disorder itself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that would entail or if it would be considered self-harm just because you're picking. But if it makes right. sense that it's self-soothing because washing my hands it, to soothing. me is soothing. Right. It it calms my body down to a regulated state to where I'm not just stressing about everything. You know, yes. it kind of cuts all of that. So it makes sense that it's self-soothing. So it's such a great distinction. I like. Yeah, I, I was yeah. so glad, especially this early on. Yeah. Because it is like, oh, God, why am I doing this to myself? Mm-hmm. It's because I'm trying to make myself feel better. Right. Like it's just exactly. a natural thing. So I've just got to figure out, okay, why do I feel the need mm-hmm. to make myself feel better in this moment? Right. And then probably eventually, how can I do something maybe a little healthier? Right. So, yeah, that's I'm really excited to uh, and optimistic that I at least know what's going on with it. I, it makes more sense to me, even though it's not logical. It I guess the reason behind why I right. do it is it's like, OK, I'm just trying to make myself feel better. Right. Exactly. And I think it really is something grounding mm-hmm. because I'm like bringing sensation back in my body too right maybe it just has to be slightly more painful sensation for it to not that it's painful but like i don't know i just had that thought like oh damn maybe i don't i don't feel just a regular like if i just you know rub my fingers that's not enough for me i need like a deeper sensation because i'm so overwhelmed in my head yeah and this brings, like, I won't get too far into this, but this brings me back to, like, when I was younger, like, early teens, probably. Mm-hmm. There were a few times I, like, tried to cut myself. Mm-hmm. And I really, I can't really remember how I was feeling then. Obviously not, not at great. the top of my game. That's right. For sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know if it was because I needed to feel something in my physical right. body. Right. Because I was so numb to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would assume. Right. But that was so long ago, and I've probably blacked out some of those memories. <laughs> I could believe that that would happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've never, I've never experienced that. I did have friends when I was in middle school experience that, and I never, I never understood it, and not in a judgmental way. It is a very hard thing to understand. It's just hard. I, I want to know what people feel in that moment, you mm-hmm. know, of why, because there's always a reason, right? No mm-hmm. matter what you do, there's always a reason behind why you do certain things. Mm-hmm. And you know, it could be just because they need to feel something. And that makes sense. You know, maybe they just need to feel something in that moment. And that mm-hmm. totally makes sense of why they do it. It's not a condoning factor. It just, right. there's a reason behind everything. It's you know? not just because, like, it's not just because they want, want to. to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's always a reason. And so if somebody brings something up to me, I'm like, well, what's the reason? Right. Why? Yeah. Why is that? And then they, like, stop for a second. 
And they're like, yeah, it's just because of this. I'm like, no. It's deeper. It's There's something deeper, and that's why I go to therapy. Yes. <laughs> because yes. there's always a reason, and I never really know what it is. <laughs> and then I start talking, and my therapist is like, well, a little deeper. Just go a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Come on. You can do it. And, and then, then I'll say something. Yep. And I'll say something, and she's like, that's what it is. That's the issue. That's the underlying issue that we have to handle first before anything can get better. And so, like, saying all of that, I say that because – OCD is a symptom of anxiety. And when I found that out, the like within the first month of my therapy sessions. I was today years old when I, I found was today that. years old. <laughs> it's just it blew my mind because I was like, okay, OCD is separate from anxiety, separate from germophobia, separate from mm-hmm. this and my feed, food eating disorder. And it's just they're all separate issues. I have all of these issues. What am I gonna do? I don't even know where to start. And right. she was like, no, 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 no. Like, pause. <laughs> you have one issue. And it, she wouldn't even say it's an issue. She would just say, you have one thing that that happens to you. There's nothing wrong with you. But there's one thing that you are struggling with that, that affects, is, you, that in affects you in ways. all of these ways. And that's how it's showing up in your life. Mm-hmm. So those are symptoms. So, yes, you want to, like, when you go to the doctor, you want to temporarily take care of those symptoms. But you want to eventually get to the deeper issue because you want to fix that so the symptoms go away once you get to the underlying thing just like you would as a doctor all those symptoms go away or they at least lessen so that's kind of what i learned in the aspect of ocd is Mm -hmm. i was always worried of like oh no i have a bunch of issues nobody's Mm -hmm. and it also got into a point of where like nobody's gonna love me i have so much shit (laughs) that I just have to handle that I I can't even mentally take on anybody else. I'm single, by the way. Like, I can't take on anybody else's shit because I have all of my own shit. (laughs) And yes, I said a lot of shit. Sorry. But (laughs) I just have (laughs) all of this stuff, you know, that I just can't I can't handle. So who's who's going to love all of that? You know, Oh, that breaks my heart. I know it's so sad, but we're working on it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like thoughts like that. So, yeah, OCD is. It's it's a tough one. So did you, when you kind of started noticing the skin picking or when it was mentioned to you, was there something that, like, triggered you asking about it? Like, was, were you oh, doing in it? in therapy? So, yeah. Like, did, did your husband notice that day or mm. did he notice, like, previously and it just kind of popped into your head or how did that, like, kind of come about? So I'd, I realized it had gotten worse mm-hmm. in the last few weeks. I've been... I just recently upped my medication, and so I've been trying to be really, really aware mm-hmm. of everything that I'm doing right. and noticing, okay, what's changed? What's the same? How am I feeling? How am I reacting? And so since I've been paying attention, I'm like, wow, I'm picking a lot and a lot more, and I have more scabs right now, mm-hmm. and I've even moved to, like, my scalp, mm-hmm. and... um I think I really noticed it. My dad was in town and he was sitting on the couch. We were like just watching TV or something. And I just had this like, I had to like start picking at my scalp. Mm -hmm. And then I like, I did stop, Mm -hmm. but I did it for like a minute or something. And I was like, this is a problem that it's taking this much, this much energy and of my life. Like this is, this is a problem. Right. And I think I've kind of always known that, but just don't want to it's a, it's like embarrassing you know right. i'm not embarrassed anymore right um now that you know what yes. it is yeah it's hard to not be embarrassed when you have no recollection of like something's just wrong right and you're like this is just embarrassing yes <laughs> but now that you know 
I, I, I can't tell you how you feel, but. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like being able to label. Um, I mean, I know there's been like scientific research about this. Right. When you label something, it doesn't have as much control over right. you. So like, obviously you don't want to get too caught up in the labels. Mm-hmm. Like um, it's easy. Cause I was like, oh my God, I'm OCD. I'm, ang- I'm anxious, depression, yep. Yep. body dysmorphia, like all mm-hmm. this stuff. And it really helped when you were like, okay, it's an umbrella. The root of the problem or the root of maybe the some unpleasantness in our lives right. is one thing. Right. Or like a handful of things mm-hmm. that's causing all this. Right. So it is less intimidating that it, intimidating that way. So she, my therapist did mention like, I think it's a really good thing that you brought up the skin picking today especially. Um, because somehow we got onto the topic of intrusive thoughts. I think she actually asked therapists are just so good and getting information with such simple (laughs) questions. Um, And I feel like I usually talk so much in my therapy meetings that like she doesn't even answer questions. I like, I'm like, I'll say something out loud and be like, Oh, (laughs) she's like, yeah, yeah, you got it. (laughs) But this last one was, I would just talk and be like, what do I do? And so she would, she actually asked a lot more probing questions this time which was really helpful. That's why therapy's amazing. <laughs> um, but she was like, okay, give me an example of a thought. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to come up with an example. Yeah. Even though I have these thoughts all the time. Absolutely. I can't even think of an example right now and I have them daily. Right. I had one probably 30, 40 minutes ago and I can't, I can't tell you what it was. Yeah. Probably <laughs> our brain's trying to protect us. Probably. But, um, actually now I can remember an example. Ooh, it's a little heavy. That's okay. Um, but it's true. It's what I've experienced. Right. But um, I just think about death mm-hmm. all the time. It's right. everywhere. Yeah. And I'm terrified of it. Mm-hmm. Not just for me, but mostly for my loved ones, right. people I care about. Like you, on your way here, I was terrified that you were going to get into an accident. Oh, no. Luckily, I didn't... You know what? I'm going to stop and say, that's a win, Jackie, because I didn't spiral when I Yay, thought about that. That good. thought came, and I was like, it's just a thought. It's not a fact. Good. If it is a fact, we'll figure it out. Exactly. But, yeah. Good so, job, Jackie. I'm going to give myself a pat on the I'll, back. I'll, I'll give you an air pat. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> But an example of it spiraling is like, um, maybe I'll give an example of a spiraling one from when I'd first had Leo. So before I like realized how bad my postpartum depression was, um, is that we have stairs in our house Mm -hmm. and, you know, I would carry this little tiny, tiny infant up the stairs and think about like accidentally tripping and like he falls over the side and so, you know, that's the thought. Right. But then I spiral and I'm like, oh my God, what if I actually did it on purpose? Mm-hmm. And um, that I like visualize his dead body mm-hmm. and like, like, oh my God, I need to call the hospital. Do I call, do I call the hospital first or do I call 911 first or Corey first mm-hmm. or my parents? Or like, or do I go get the neighbor? Like, what, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And then am I going to never be able allowed to have a child again like it just like goes on and on right um and it's like almost my therapist asked if it was like just like a like words like a thought or like a visualization and so i described it as like a movie like sometimes it seems like it's a full-length movie right um from one tiny thought and so when i'm in a really bad place or a really dark place i just spiral and 
you know, the thought, the death thoughts feed on each other. Okay, well, right. then what if Corey gets in an accident on his way home? Right. And then it's my fault because... You thought of it. Yes. That and oh. it's my thought, or it's my fault because he's only on his way home at this time because I dropped Leo. Oh, so mm. you're saying, okay, if he comes home right now because I call him because I dropped Leo and something happens and it's my yes. fault because I was asking him to be here. and Exactly. Woo. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Like you driving here, like if you got an accident, that'd be my fault, which is crazy. I mean, yeah, I, yes, I, I do see though where you could say that because, you know, we planned on meeting up. And I'm coming to your house, so mm-hmm. your fault. No, it's not, but <laughs> but I get the logic behind that. But yeah, intrusive thoughts are just they're so debilitating. And yes. like and I know I say debilitating a lot, but a lot of like anxiety stuff is just tiring and it's debilitating and it's like you can't if something gets stuck in your head, mm-hmm. you it's so hard to come out of it, one mm-hmm. on your own, two if somebody else is there to for have them help you get pulled out of it, it's tiring for both of you, mm-hmm. you know? Like, just the whole action of all of it is just very tiring. So, intrusive Especially thoughts. if you don't get it, ta- if you don't go to therapy, if you don't right. get it under control or figure out how to manage it. If exactly. you just keep pushing it away, it's like the intrusive thoughts are a monster that we just want to push away, but it gets stronger every and just time makes you we feel, push it away. Yeah, and it makes you feel like a bad person. Yes, exactly. And it's like, I'm having these thoughts, and that's just who I am. Which, yes. No, you know, like... I think everyone can relate to that to some absolutely. degree. Like, we all think... It's easy to uh, to misinterpret or to think our thoughts are us. Like, we are defined by our thoughts. We're right. defined by our emotions. But that are, those are just, like, that's something that's helped me get through is, like, okay, these are just part of my natural human experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not defined, like, even a mantra. Like, I'm not defined by my thoughts. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my thoughts. Yep. I'm not my emotions. And that is something that's, like, that's really helped me. But when you're in that, like, really dark hole, right? it's so easy to forget that stuff and just because you're so beaten down there's no light at the end of the tunnel yep i've had um so because i deal with these intrusive thoughts a lot i go to my therapist about them pretty consistently and always not always something new but you know most of the time it's you know a different thought revolving around the same thing Mm -hmm. and she will say well what did you do in that moment and I'm learning now grounding techniques, right? So right. because what happens when you go into this intrusive thought spiral, you're you're basically leaving your mental state, like mm-hmm. where you are. So, or in my in my experience, same. Um, I so, lose sensation in my body. Yeah, I lose sensation. I lose track of time. I, it's mm-hmm. almost like a panic attack, except mm-hmm. not as extreme. Like it's kind of leading up into that. So I kind of just lose where I am. Yeah, and so. What we've been working on is as soon as I start feeling something, Mm -hmm. really doing some grounding, such as like tapping or, you know, like I was swaying the other day, just like trying to place movement back into my body, feeling things. I sway a lot, too. I sway constantly. I sing a lot. And I didn't know, like, I was on the verge of a panic attack while I was trying to cook a meal Uh last week. And... 
I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start talking to myself. Sounds crazy, right? We're just gonna- I do it in the car all the time. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds they, – they, everybody always wants to do like as soon as you start talking to yourself, it's over. And no. I'm like, nope, I got to do it. So I was just like making – and I was like, this is fine. This is good. This is – you know, and I just like I'm slaying back and forth. And it totally calmed me down so much wow. to where I was able to finish the task that I was Cheers working on. Cheers for Amanda. Thank you. Thank you. Pat on the back. On the back. <laughs> but just like stuff like that. So I'm working on the the quicker you notice your body going into that yes. from a thought or my body tensing up from that thought, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, let's divert or tapping is especially my, my therapist says tapping. It, there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. For me, tapping is just like making motion into my body and mm-hmm. meaning just having the feeling kind of I can't speak on your skin picking, but, like, you feel the skin picking, right? Yes. So I need something to feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just sit there or something like that. I have to feel something. Same. So a lot of tapping for me works. Um, clapping or, you mm. know, movement of some sort really Wiggling helps. toes. That's Wiggling something that toes helps is, me a lot. Is one of the things that I'm working on doing because it makes such a big difference. Yes. I'm doing it right now. I just did it this too. (laughs) (laughs) We're both wiggling our toes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just didn't notice that because my feet go numb. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the first things that happens. And I just don't notice it because they're my feet. Mm -hmm. And so how often are you thinking, how are my feet feeling right now? (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, my head's so messed up. (laughs) But then as soon as I um, like wiggle my toes, I'm like, oh, my feet were numb. Okay. I get feeling now. So just like stuff like that, trying to get feeling back into your body and it kind of like triggers my grounding as like to where I'm at. And then once mm-hmm. I figure out where I'm at, I'm like, oh, I know what happened. Yes. Okay. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. It's like insane what your mind can do to you. It's wild. Yeah. And yeah. imagine just like turning all of that around to be in such a positive light. Yeah, like we have taking the power. The strength to turn that around. Mm-hmm. How good life can be if we can figure out how to turn it around into, yeah, positivity and... Like, what if they're in, like, positive thoughts, intrusive positiveness, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's just amazing that it can be a thing. And it looks so... When you're you're in the middle of it, it looks looks like it's never going to happen. Yes. Right. It looks Looks impossible. Yeah. It just looks impossible. It's Mm -hmm. like, these people that are happy, like, it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. They're faking it. Yeah. And maybe they are, (laughs) but like, but it is a thing in a sense of like, and I, I've always hated this of like people saying, oh, it'll happen. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, you'll be fine one day. One day you'll wake up and it just will all go away. First off, that's not how it works. (laughs) Um, You don't just wake up. You have to put in the work just like you do with anything else. You have to put in the work. It takes effort. Yeah. Of effort of seeing, I went off on a little tangent, sorry, but like just just the effort of thoughts and like. You can't change them. Right. You but can't you can change just them, notice them. But you can notice them. And, and you can mm-hmm. see where that underlying thing is coming from. Yes. So, yeah. That made me think about um, Corey and I went to the, the batting cages yesterday. <gasps> what? Because we were thinking of something um, outdoors that we could do, you mm-hmm. know, away from people and without Leo. Because we got his aunt and uncle came over <gasps> to babysit for a couple mm. hours. So I don't know why you have to have that whole backstory, but basically it's been, you know, softball was a big sport of mine. I loved it. 
and I haven't played it in years. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was like, I was on varsity for a while oh, in high look school. Oh, Thought about going to college and was just turned off by how much of your time was going to be put into it. But yes. I would, I mean, I was not that great. I would have gotten into a, a very good school. But, but anyway, it was fun for me. I loved it. And yeah, we went to the batting cages because I haven't been moving my body very much. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, it would feel really good to hit the shit out of a ball. Oh man, I'm sure that felt great. And (laughs) oh yeah, I definitely felt it when I whiffed a few. Um, (laughs) But damn, it felt good when I got a hold of that meatball and just, (laughs) oh, it was amazing. But we had this, like, quick little competition, like, Mm -hmm. okay, we get 25 balls. How many of those can you get a good hold of? Like, not, not like, a pop-up or a foul ball. Right. How many? Like an actual hit. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, like, tipped off a couple that were, like, really crappy and didn't count. Right. And I was like, the thought came into my head that is a very familiar thought, habitual pattern of, you suck under pressure. You cannot perform under pressure. Why are you even trying? You are terrible. And I realized I had that thought because I've been trying to be so aware. And right. I was like, fuck you thought. Yeah. Um, that's not true. That yeah. thought is here, but it's not true. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can absolutely do great things under pressure. Absolutely. And my next ball like was such a good hit. <laughs> I was like, take that you false thought (laughs) and all meanwhile Corey's just sitting there drinking a beer like no clue what's going on in my head you know (laughs) he's probably just like good hit honey good job (laughs) I'm having this whole battle in my mind um but it's man thoughts are so powerful and yeah when we get like when we can figure out how to use them for our benefit yeah you know like I think it's so powerful that you turning your like conversations mm-hmm. about mental health right. turning it into a podcast oh like that's you using your power yeah um it's just it's so much fun to think about just like mm-hmm. whenever we what we're capable this, of yeah like we just we started this on such a standard level of just like we enjoyed talking about it because the more that me and jackie talked about it personally mm-hmm it was just like, I have those thoughts constantly. Mm-hmm. We're not have, alone. We're not alone. We have these same issues or mm-hmm. I, I hate using the word issue. Yeah. We have these same things that are going on in life. Like it's normal. Yes. So why does everybody make it seem like it's not normal? Yeah. We're like, <laughs> why is nobody talking about this? Yeah. Like what is going on? And so, yeah, intrusive thoughts were one of the reasons why we started this. I'm glad that we got it. Yeah. Away. Yeah. I can't wait to have another podcast about our OCD, like kind oh, of like yeah. our our journey with it, because mm-hmm. clearly like Amanda, you've been working on it for a little while, but as you Not said, long you enough. still have right yeah. still have a lot of work to do. Mine is super fresh, so yeah. it's gonna be quite a process. <laughs> um but I'm excited for more. Do you have any other like O C D stuff that we missed? Not not that I really noticed. I do have finger things, so if you're ever watching and you're ever wondering what I'm doing, I'm counting my fingers, but not <laughs> knowingly. <laughs> Those grounding techniques. Those grounding techniques. I do it constantly. So just, yeah, if you are watching our podcast or listen, if you guys have any OCD things that you do, or if you notice, or if you're just starting to notice intrusive thoughts or anything, put them down below if you feel comfortable. And if not, just, you know, say what you want to hear from us and we'll try and get it out to you guys (laughs) yeah yeah i think it's so important that we're open about how we're feeling and 
yeah, I think it makes us all more connected as humans and Absolutely. realizing that we're all so much more alike than we are different. So Absolutely. we just need that reminder sometimes. But it was a pleasure as always, Amanda. As always. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye.